0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee.
0: Man, does this smell good. Wolfen, down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. (laughs) Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is
2: noon. It is Tuesday, and there is news, big news. Here's Aaron Maloney.
3: So according to reports, the Arizona Cardinals are hiring Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon as the team's next head coach. So Gannon, who was a late addition to Arizona's coaching search this past week and also interviewed for the Houston Texans opening. So he's coming off his second season as Eagles D.C. and was part of the team's Super Bowl 57 run. Your reaction?
0: Well,
2: it makes that Albert Breer story we were talking about earlier. um That makes a lot of sense. And when we had that conversation, Wolf, I said, it's going to be really frustrating. I think a lot of us have been thinking this way for a month now. It's going to be really frustrating when the Cardinals introduce their next head coach, whoever it is, and they say, this is the guy we wanted all along. But the twist is, if you read that Albert Breer story, (laughs) that this might be the guy Monty Osenfort specifically wanted
1: all along. (laughs) Well, 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 okay, the Arizona Cardinals have themselves a head coach, and although I would like him to be a little bit older maybe, a little bit more aged, um, this is a situation where he is a defensive-minded head coach. Obviously, as a defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, we're going to get into it in more detail, but I like that. I like the fact that he is a defensive-minded head coach. Now, the coordinator is going to be critical going forward.
3: So when you say he's a defensive-minded coach, what are his defensive principles? Well, here is Jonathan Gannon detailing his defensive principles
4: thing for us is it's not what we play it's how we play we're going to run to the ball we're going to out hit people we're going to take it away and we're going to be smart those four things hustle intensity take away smart the acronym for that is the hits principle and that's what we're going to hold our hat on
2: all right, I like well, that. I we already have the audio, but we do. Yeah, we got so that go. right Just want
3: to oh, shout out Jim Omohundro. This was playing on the Red uh, Sea Report oh, on ESPN nice. 620, so yep.
1: There you go. Way to go, Holmes. Okay, man. This is all right. It's coming down right now. Um, the reaction. The first thing I think of is um, is Hassan Redick. <laughs> can we? Can, we can should get to bring one
2: player bring, <laughs> from your old team. <laughs> and you were a defensive guy, so we get one guy. Just from the defense. one
1: back here. Yes. Can we do that, man? That is very interesting. Jonathan Gannon, this is the way that it goes, but that defense, that defense was lights out all season long. You're talking about, as Rick said, the number two defense in the National Football League in total yards per game allowed. Number two. And what I love about it is number one in total yards per play allowed. Man, you put those two things together. That's important to me. Yards per play allowed and the reason being is because it tells me you got a great tackling team and then you've got a team that also doesn't commit mental errors. That that speaks an awful lot to the coaching they're receiving right now good tackling team love that and a team that doesn't beat itself with mental errors let's hope that's the case with this defense going forward in this team look the the whole concept of having a
2: defensive coach i mean I'm, I'm gonna try and stay as consistent as i have been now for the last month and a half on this i i wanted a guy with head coaching experience that went out the window a couple weeks ago though so the other thing i wanted and and this one wasn't as much of a deal breaker to me, but I'm intrigued by the idea of a defensive head coach and leaning in on the defense. You have a lot of young talent on the defense. It'll be interesting to hear who his defensive coordinator is. But I I don't hate the idea of building the Cardinals around their defense. You've got a really talented quarterback, and the coordinator offensively is obviously going to be huge. That's going to be a huge hire now. But I don't hate the idea of, okay, let's go out there and try and win with our defense. But, oh, by the way, on any given Sunday, Kyler Murray could just go off, and we'll just win that way too. Instead of what they did last year of, we got to put everything into Kyler, everything. we got to hire an offensive guy for Kyler. Who does Kyler like? Let's do Kyler things. Kyler's going to be good either way. you got to keep developing him, obviously, or you have no chance. But I like the idea of trying to win with defense when you already have that weapon on offense.
1: Yeah, no, that is great. And again, for the most part, you've got guys on the defensive side of the ball that are physically minded. They are. They're not about finesse. They're not about technique. Of course they are to some degree. But the vast majority of the time, it's about to the ball. You heard him talk about Hustle. I can't stand the word hustle because it makes me feel like I'm in eighth grade again or I'm a freshman trying out for the freshman (laughs) football team. Hustle. Okay, how about intensity? How about you just run and you try hard and you play the game? You play the game the way that it demands that you play the game. With all that you have. Stick it on them. That's a defensive-minded head coach is like Metallica. That's what it's like. (laughs) An offensive-minded coach is something a lot softer. This is defensive-minded coach just standing there. Jonathan Gannon waving his arms at you from the opposite sideline. I mean, that is beautiful. Let's hope the Cardinals defense plays like Metallica sounds.
5: All right,
1: the
2: 35th annual Arizona Renaissance Festival has begun. The Renaissance Festival lasts each weekend until April 3rd and we're giving you the chance to win a family four-pack of tickets, so visit the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win. The Cardinals finalizing a deal with a new head coach, finally, and he is a defensive-minded head coach, so what does that mean for this team now going forward? We'll get into it next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Arizona Sports. The Cardinals head coaching search. Update. Update. And Jonathan Gannon. Update.
6: Jonathan oh, Gannon. was the, the coach that the Arizona Cardinals were waiting on for weeks and weeks, wanted to get to. A chance to talk to him before they made any head coaching hire, despite the fact that they did two second interviews last week. Nothing was finalized. They wanted to talk to him and there's a very good reason. He's been a strong candidate, I think, for some time here. They interviewed him yesterday, had him stay the night. He has been meeting as we speak with owner Michael Bidwell. His flight to Philadelphia has not yet left. He's going to go home, get his family. It's always the take part in the parade we'll see if all that happens now because he is expected to be the new head coach for the arizona cardinals deal is not done but it is expected to get done I know there's some some finer details and some important things that gannon specifically was going over with michael bidwell but the expectation is he will end up as the arizona cardinals head coach and you're right the eagles lose both coordinators uh which you know for a team that has been really really good is a tough blow but i imagine they have a strong enough program to rebound anyway
2: All right, that's Ian Rappaport, and uh, that video is from about a half hour ago. He just tweeted out a couple minutes ago, source, the deal is now done. So there's no more like last second, something weird happens, hey, the Eagles come in, hey, we're going to pay you more than they are going to pay you as head coach to stay on as our defensive coordinator. Sounds like the deal is done. Cardinals have a new head coach. Jonathan Gannon is a name that, you're right, Wolf, we really only heard – fans bring up over the last couple weeks and and we're going we're gonna to do a listeners only meeting at some point here probably in about a half hour because I do want to get Cardinals fans reaction to this because it is a first year head coach and they, they're already hitting that's not the Cardinals saying that but that's Ian Rappaport already hitting the talking points of this is who they wanted all along but there is a twist to this with the Albert Breer story that came out last night where he talks about Monty Ostenfort putting together essentially a list of coaches that he wanted to get to know this past summer when he was still yeah. Tennessee. He wasn't a GM yet. <laughs> and it, it says, I'll read the quote from the story. It's, it's, a, it's a pretty good piece, but I'll just read this quote. Um, Over the summer, new Arizona GM Monty Austin Fort, with some help from his agent, came up with a list of 10 to 12 coaches that he'd want to get to know so he'd have a solid list to work from in case he landed a GM job after the season, which he obviously did. Three guys on that list wound up impressing him. Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan, Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn. And Gannon, yeah. who, for his part, showed Austin Ford he had the sort of it factor needed to become a head coach in the NFL. The twist, again, because of the rules, was Austin Ford would have to wait on him, unquote. Now, there's more to the story, but that right there... Once I'm assuming a lot of people felt the same way, once I saw that last night, yeah, I was like, This is their guy, then obviously. And I'm not saying it was the, they wanted him over Dan Quinn or Sean Payton, but I'm saying as of yesterday, it was like, Okay, this is going to be their guy.
1: Yeah, see, you know, right now, I, I am suspicious if in fact this is the guy they wanted the whole time. And the reason why I say that is because uh, you just didn't hear his name. <laughs> You did not hear his name very much uh, about a week ago, I would say. All of a sudden, uh, you you started hearing Jonathan Gannon. Don't forget about Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon is out there. We started hearing that from a lot of uh, fans, and I I didn't see any stories in regard to the media actually naming him uh, 10 days ago, but about a week ago or eight days ago, somewhere in that vicinity, that's when you started to hear, oh, yeah, and maybe Jonathan Gannon would be a possibility right now. Can I say this, that I, I was contacted by somebody that I have respect for, and it was not within the Cardinal organization. Ladies and gentlemen, it wasn't like somebody that was an executive. It wasn't like somebody that is a coach inside the organization. That's not what I'm trying to say. But somebody did actually say that Jonathan Gannon is an absolute stud. That's what I was told. Now, again, I don't know much about Jonathan Gannon. And when I say that, I'm talking about almost 12 days ago, almost 10 to 12 days ago. Somewhere in that vicinity is where I was told that. Oh, this is not in the last
2: 24 hours. This is not not in the
1: last 24 hours. Interesting. All right. And to me, that makes it really interesting. Um, Is it a possibility that Albert Breer is right on this, that Monty Ossenfort targeted Jonathan Gannon a long time ago? Yeah, I would say so. There's a lot of unknown
2: here, and we're just going to have to accept that there's going to be some unknown here. And and we can go down the hypotheticals that that I guess are kind of pointless, but I'm going to go down one right now anyway. If you're telling me that Monty Austin, for, if this Albert Breer story is true, and I don't know why it wouldn't be, that Monty Austinport's like, I like this guy, and but they keep winning, so I can't hire him, and I don't want to put his name out there because I don't want somebody else to swoop in and be like, yeah, hey, I hadn't thought of that. We'll just take him. Exactly. Especially with the Colts. They're such exactly. a wild card that you never know. Uh, I can I can buy that. I would, I would hope it's not the case, though, where they were like, I want him over Dan Quinn. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I still would have preferred an established head coach. We just talked about Dan Quinn had all those pieces and, and all those connections around the league. Yeah. But in terms of where you are right now, you've got a brand new GM, and now you have a brand new coach coach like within the last couple minutes we're going to have to take the wait and see approach but you you want to hear rumblings like you just mentioned right there around the league of like no this guy's legit 10 to 12 days ago when he wasn't the Cardinals head coach. Yo. Not a like, hey, we hired him, and by the way, we sure do love him. You should too. No, that's like, that's a little more organic of a couple weeks ago, week and a half ago, when he's not the Cardinals head He's still Philadelphia's defensive coordinator preparing for the Super Bowl, and you're hearing stuff like that. Um, I don't know. We, it, we have to take a wait and see approach, but there's a little more juice to this for me <laughs> than just we hired Mike Kafka.
1: Yeah, you know, again, um, there, what if this was Monty Asenfort's target the whole time? <laughs> what if it was? Think about that. Is that a serious possibility? I think it is because, again, you did not hear this name being sifted about. You did not hear this name being bantied about either. You did not hear this name at all. And then all of a sudden, bam. We started hearing about Jonathan Gannon. If, in fact, you were going to hire a head coach that you felt was a up-and-comer, this is exactly the way you would do it. It would be. You would not let the name out. You would not say, we're, we're going inter- to interview A, B, C, D, and E. We're going to interview these guys. It's about the only we name got, that didn't get out. That's exactly right. They interviewed right. everybody except that, of the That game. is exactly right. And if you were going to do it that way, and then it comes back to saying, who's the last guy you interviewed? <laughs> who's the last guy to compare everybody else that you've already interviewed to? That's what also makes me believe that might be the case. I'm going to tell myself to feel better about the whole situation,
2: that when, when they couldn't get Dan Quinn, they had a clear vision of who they wanted among first-year head coaches. That, to me, is the ideal way that they got to this, that they still should have approached this as we need an actual established NFL head coach. But the second that flipped a couple weeks ago, that it was these other interviews where maybe somebody will blow us away, but I really like this guy and we can't talk to him yet. And that's a very real possibility. That absolutely might be exactly what happened. I don't even think it's that far-fetched. Now, the question is, Who are his coordinators? Because as much as you and I both like the idea of a defensive head coach to mix it up, your offensive coordinator is vital at this point that it, it's a good offensive coordinator because it's going to be that guy's job to okay, get through to who, kyler who's
1: out there right now who's out there frank right no nope. <laughs> frank got a job <laughs> okay so it can't be that um todd haley <laughs> okay let's go brawl todd haley who is currently the no the way. head coach for the memphis showboats is he not
2: Yeah, the USFL? uh, Somebody
1: just signed Manny I I think he is right now. Let's go get Toddy. Bring him in here. I'm not saying he wouldn't do it. I'm saying there's no way they're going to do it. (laughs) That that would be awesome. Okay, so it's not going to be that Jim Caldwell got hired. Um, I was shocked when I heard that, too, live on the air. Yes, you were. That was earlier today. Jim, Jim Caldwell this morning hired by the Carolina Panthers. Interesting, Frank Reich. Um. Yeah, you know what? Who's out there? I don't know.
2: This is the challenge now because this, is. this this is not. Hey, the fans are fed up. It took so long. No, it's it because it took so long, and maybe there's a good reason for it, considering who you just hired. But because it took so long, it's going to be harder to have your choice of the coordinators because a lot of, a lot of them have already been scooped up. What happens to Vance Joseph now? Is he is he your defensive coordinator? Do those yeah. guys have a connection? Yeah. Are you forcing a defensive coordinator on Jonathan Gannon? I don't right. think they would do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what happens to Vance Joseph now. I you've, yeah. you've definitely changed the personality of your team in the last six weeks by hiring Monty Austin Fort, Dave Sears, and now by hiring a defensive-minded head coach. Boy, it's Nick Sirianni, not the Sean McVay of of the league right now. Remember a couple years ago, McVay gets to the Super Bowl, doesn't win, but everybody's like, hey, that guy talked to Sean McVay, let's hire him as head coach.
1: Two Eagles coordinators have been hired in the last, what, five hours? Yeah. So I'm thinking this is a very, very good secondary, of course, for the Philadelphia Eagles. They have a awesome pass rush right now. Number two in terms of yards per game allowed. Number one in terms of yards per play. And then number one and number one in terms of passing yards per game allowed and passing yards per play allowed. Plus, number one in sacks per attempt. Getting to the quarterback. Number six in interception ratio. Um, there's a lot of good numbers right here that Jonathan Gannon and his team posted his schemes aggressive that much. We know was that something that was to suit the talent that he had, of course, on the team, something to exploit the talent that he had on the team, or is that just the philosophy that he has? We're going to see I just had somebody tweet into
2: one of the reasons they liked this hire. And like I said, we're going to take calls in about 15 minutes, um, is there's a lot of UFAs on that Eagles defense, which was a very good defense. So we'll, we'll get more into that in, uh, in in just a moment. Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620, 620 right now. Cardinals have their head coach. Jonathan Gannon is going to be the guy now. How much does the personality of this team change? And I am going to look at some of those Eagles defensive free agent names because they just had a really, really good season on defense. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports,
0: the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: All right, Wolf, well, you know it's a big deal because Tyler Drake stopped whatever he was doing out there,
1: walked in here and was like, I got to talk
2: about Jonathan Gannon and I got to do it now.
1: Well, you know Tyler's been all over it.
2: He has. He has been all over, and he's joining
5: us in studio right now, Tyler. What's going on, man? Hey, we've got a, We finally have our answer. So there we go. I think uh, everybody can take a sigh of uh, relief and say, "Hey, we've they've got a guy." Now, what happens after that?
1: Okay, so Tyler, my first question for you oh, is boy. when? When did you hear of Jonathan Gannon being a possibility? I well, I felt like I heard rumblings before the Super
5: Bowl, before all that, that he could be. A potential candidate. Yeah. But until Sunday, when that report came out that they requested an interview with them, that's when it really was like, whoa, here we go. This seems like this is a little bit of a streamlined kind of deal we've got going now. Yeah. And they couldn't talk to him because of the, you know, how when Monty got hired and everything with the interviews and second rounds and couldn't talk to him then. So finally he gets to talk to him and sounds like they didn't let him leave, leave on the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> Probably smart if that's your guy.
1: Yeah, no, and once again, I'm just trying to put it together right now if, in fact, this could have been a situation where Monty Osenfort did have him targeted the whole time. Well,
5: it did seem like uh, Albert Breer actually had a report out a couple days ago, that right. said that he was among right. the three guys that he liked with Brian Callahan. So they talked to Brian Callahan after the the Bengals were knocked out of the playoffs, but couldn't talk to uh, Gannon yet. But so. I just
1: wanted to make sure I was remembering that correctly. Yeah, uh, dude, Jonathan Gannon was not a name we no. were hearing in the beginning out at of all. The, what twelve guys? Yeah, yeah. And he, and wasn't, was, he wasn't included in in there.
2: Printed in this in the studio for a while. Right. We were just checking him off. No, he was he was not on there. So Tyler, this is where it gets um it's it's tough to. Figure out what to think of this guy because Eagles fans, some of them don't like him, but Eagles fans don't like anybody. Like they just don't, they were just in the Super Bowl two days ago and they're complaining. So, I can't. I don't want to overreact to that. Their defense was lights out most of the season. It wasn't San Francisco, but it was like right there, right mm-hmm. the, the next peg right below San Francisco. And if that's not all him, I mean, be consistent. Wolf, you always say players play, coaches coach, is coach that's but right. that's obviously part of it. He, you don't accidentally have the defense they had, and Jonathan Gannon have nothing to do with it.
5: Yeah, yeah. I think it's just going to be really interesting to see just. How it all comes together. Obviously, I think it's a huge step for guys like Isaiah Simmons, Avin Collins. I think from everything that I've heard about Jonathan Gannon, he's a player's guy. And I think the defense loves having that type of person in there. I think v- VJ was a little bit like that. So... Just that aspect of it, I know there's a lot of questions with what's going to happen with the offense, what's going to happen with Kyler Murray, and just who's going to work with him, but I think from looking on the defensive side, as much as nobody really likes to talk about the defensive side of the Cardinals, that's a, I think it's a good hire on that side, just because... You can see how he's worked with guys. I think Hassan Reddick's a great example. He, you know, he went off in Carolina, went off with the Philly with Philly, but at the same time, Gannon was there helping him out the whole way. I think they had seventy sacks this past season, so 70. that's yep. huge. That's huge. And obviously, you know, recency bias with the Super Bowl and everybody seeing that twenty five, twenty four point, uh, you know, second half from the Chiefs is going to definitely, you know, maybe raise some eyebrows. But at the end of the day, I mean, you've got to look at the full uh, body of work that he's put in, put in with the Eagles and. I I think that says a lot moving forward for the defense, the defensive side of things for Arizona
1: at least. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's a, it's a situation where some Eagle fans, at least today, some Eagle fans are not happy with Jonathan Gannon. And it was because they don't think he blitzed Patrick Mahomes enough. They don't think he was aggressive enough going after him. And can I just tell you this right now, Eagles fans that are out there, <laughs> Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Yes. Against the Blitz. Just so, just so you know that he's the best against the Blitz. It's one of those things that every defensive coordinator has got to say if we're going to get home, if we're going to get to Pat Mahomes, it's going to be rushing four. We're not going to sit here and Blitz and open ourselves up and let him hit. Travis Kelsey over and over and over again. you got to be really, really careful going after Patrick Mahomes. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, were able to get back into it mm-hmm. in the second half. And yet I don't blame Jonathan Gannon for that in the least. Now, look, if the conversation was, if the criteria is you have to be able to shut
2: down Patrick Mahomes to be a head coach in the NFL, yeah. only like, two teams that have head yeah. coaches, and they wouldn't <laughs> even really be qualified either.
1: But that's the narrative out there right? yeah. with the it's, Eagle it's, it's Eagles today. fans.
2: Yeah. Um, Tyler, Tyler Drake joining us in the studio. The, the reality now is, no matter who the offensive coordinator is, no matter what other hires they make, there's going to be separation between the head coach and Kyler Murray, which is something a lot of people wanted, especially as last year progressed. There's going to be a head coach and an offensive coordinator. So just from being around the team as much as you have the last couple of years, how much does
5: that just simple, basic fact right there help this group I think they needed to change I think there was a definite need for a culture shift and I think this is one way to do it I think there was a reason why they had so many defensive minded guys that they wanted to talk to I believe that they just felt like, hey, we got to go. If we're going away from Cliff. We've got to go fully the other side of the world for Cl- away from Cliff. So I think this is kind of what we're seeing now: is defensive guy get that degree of separation. You know, you're the head coach. OC's got to work with Kyler. Obviously, that's going to be a relationship you've got to watch. But at the end of the day, the head coach is the whole team, not just one side. So I think that will play a big part in you know changing the. The tide of the team, I should say, but, you know, who knows how fast that'll be, but I think it's a step in the right direction of just, hey, OC, Kyler, go do your thing. You need me. I'm doing the whole entire kickaboodle of everything. Yeah,
1: it's going to be really interesting, guys, to see what happens now, because think about the Philadelphia Eagles and think about the Eagles offense. How many times have we talked about how similar the Eagles offense has been to the Arizona Cardinals offense? with Cliff Kingsbury. Think about how similar their offense was with Kyler Murray and what he's been able to do here. I think, honestly, right now that's, that might have, might be, I should say, one of the big reasons why Jonathan Gannon is, in fact, the head coach here. Not only the defensive-minded head coach, which I love, gives him separation from Kyler Murray, immediately says, I'm the head coach here, you're the quarterback, but also that staff for the Philadelphia Eagles right now, hey, how'd you love to be an offensive coordinator? <laughs> there's no, there's nobody on that staff. Right now I'm looking at Brian Johnson, the quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm looking at Kevin Petullo, the passing game coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. How'd you like to be an offensive coordinator for us? I, I think there's a real possibility that Eagles coaching staff could get pilfered.
2: Uh, Tyler, real quick before we let you go, um, can they have him bring Fletcher Cox over? Because Fletcher Cox is an unrestricted free agent. So can he just take him with him? Like earlier we were saying, can you bring Hassan
5: Reddick over? But obviously that, yeah. he's
2: signed forever. <laughs> Fletcher Cox is a UFA. So how about he just goes to, he says, hey, why don't
5: you just come over and play for the Cardinals? Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, I'm coaching the team. I'm defense. Let's go. <laughs> James Bradbury, too. But I don't know if we need defense. Uh... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Tyler Drake, great stuff,
2: man. You can find all his stuff on ArizonaSports.com. Covers the Cardinals year-round. We appreciate it. No, No problem, guys. All right. Innings Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, and Weezer, and The Offspring, and so much more. Returns to Tempe Beach Park February 25th and 26th. Head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win tickets. All right. It's time for the listeners. How do you feel about the new guy? Jonathan Gannon is the Cardinals next head coach. We want to hear what you have to say and how you feel about it. 602-260-9870. Are you excited about this move? At least in terms of first-year head coaches, I think it has a lot more juice to it than hiring a guy that you've been talking to for three weeks. There's, you can at least see a path like, okay, this guy wasn't available until yesterday. 602-260-9870. Your calls next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Wolf and Luke
2: Well, the Arizona Cardinals have their new head coach, and he was just doing coordinator things in the Super Bowl two days ago at State Farm Stadium. 602-260-9870. Wolf, we agreed. Time for a listeners-only meeting here, right? The Cardinals have a coach. We got we to see what the fan base Indeed. feels about this, All right. So uh, 602-260-9870. Let's go out to the phones, and let's start with Tony in Arcadia. Tony, what's going on? You're on the Wolf and Luke Show. Hey,
7: how you guys doing? What's Good. up, Tony? Yeah, God, I, I really like the hire. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, Cardinals, fans, we've, Cardinals fans, we've been a little frustrated about the process and, you know, who we should have went after, maybe uh, hired. Uh, it's been a long process, but I... I think a lot of us said, hey, if you're going to be waiting for somebody from the Chiefs or somebody from the Eagles where, you know, it's worth the wait. I love the pedigree that Gannon brings, Coach Gannon brings. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a no-nonsense um uh, when I think about Philadelphia Eagles, first thing that comes to my mind is is their defense. And, Wolf, well, so if you can get those numbers again of the defense this year, now or maybe after the call, uh, I mean, those are really, really impressive numbers. Um, now, is, uh, you know, I have several questions, but, you know, what do you do with Isaiah Simmons? I think uh, Gannon, this is just my opinion, is probably going to be um, – you know, have him rushing the quarterback and that's why I'd like to like to see him, get him out of the secondary. But I'm very excited. I'll take your guys' comments off the air and Let's go
2: Cardinals. And let's get to work. Thank you.
1: Yeah, Thanks, Tony. Thank Appreciate so it. Appreciate oh, the phone call right The there.
2: Isaiah Simmons angle is a really good one. That no, I I, I that. I wanted to talk about before, and then we hit something else in commercials. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that because love it's that. like, yeah, that was the biggest thing that appealed to me about Dan Quinn, one of them was what's he going to do with Isaiah Simmons and how many times – I mean, the comparisons are, are easy. They're not the same player, but to look at Hassan Reddick yes. and the Cardinals maybe not knowing how to use him because yes. they kept switching coordinators, and he goes to Philly, and he's great
1: not only that, so I'm fascinated with this from the standpoint, the Philadelphia Eagles offense. And I talked about it when I watched it, when they were getting ready to play the Eagles this year. I was talking about the fact, man, this, this offense looks just like the Arizona Cardinals offense for the most part. Let's hope they evolve it with Kyler a little bit more under center. All
2: right, back out to the phones. Let's talk to Austin and Chandler. Austin, what's going on?
4: Hey, um, on honestly, I'm not too fond of the hire. Um, it to me it feels like we got, you know, about our sixth choice, you know, from Peyton, Quinn. Uh D'Amico wasn't fully in it, but he pulled out of ours as well. Got Brian Flores. Um I mean, why bother interview all twelve of these people if this guy was the guy the whole time? Kinda feels like another cheap move from Bidwell and we better really hope that we get lucky, um, in order to have
1: a, have success with this guy and make him last more than four years, like no one else has. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. You you, you you're going to need luck. You are. You're going to need luck in terms of some of the picks that you're going to make and some of the free agents you're going to be able to sign and bring in here. You're going to need an awful lot of that as well. Um, you know, for me right now, I, I think there is something to this that that is very interesting in terms of this guy being a defensive-minded coach. I don't look at that as a negative at all. And I also think and believe that Monte Asenfort... Has always liked Jonathan Gannon.
2: Yeah, that's um, and that kind of goes back to what Tony was saying too. And and I have seen this from the fans that were getting frustrated on Twitter over the last few weeks. But the the recurring theme was they better be waiting on somebody that's still playing or still coaching, rather. And and then you know by the time the Super Bowl was set, it was well, hopefully it's one of these four guys, right? We talked about that two weeks ago. There was a push for well, this better be Spagnola or Bienni or Steichen or, or Gannon. Um, so, look, I'm not going to sit here and pretend, oh, this is a perfect hire. They're going to win the Super Bowl. We've never seen this yeah, guy coach before. That's right. But that's exactly there right. there are elements of this that I like a lot more than if they had hired any of these other first-year coaches. You know what I mean? Um, let's keep going with the phones. Let's get to uh, Keith in Peoria. Keith, what's going on?
4: Hey, Luke, uh, Wolf, how you guys doing?
1: Good. What's up, Keith?
4: Good. I, I um, actually agree with the previous caller. I think this is a second-tier hire, um, and that's nothing against Coach Gannon. But, I mean, offense wins uh, uh, games in the, uh, in the NFL, in my opinion. And I think that we saw that demonstrated on Sunday as this Philadelphia-vaunted defense was shredded in the second half. Uh, so, to me, uh, we have a bigger problem, and that's uh, what's going to happen with the offense given um, Kyler Murray's injury recovery. Um, I'm still not convinced that Kyler Murray's the guy, but, and I also don't understand why everybody's so married to Kyler Murray being here. Uh, And maybe there's something I'm missing. I'm not saying he's not talented, but I just don't, uh, now that he's injured, you know, these four or five years down the road, I think that's the bigger question for me is the quarterback situation. Um, But I don't think this hire really is, uh, makes that much noise. But that's just my opinion. I'll take your comments off. Thanks, guys. All right, that's all right thanks, buddy.
1: You are entitled to your opinion, Keith, first and foremost. And in regard to Kyler Murray, you're also entitled to your opinion. And he does have a lot to prove. Kyler Murray's got a lot to prove. I mean, I can
2: answer part of Keith's question of why everybody's so tied to Kyler Murray. Because he's being paid a quarter of a billion dollars, no. so you're you, you're, well, it's you're forced like to that. be tied it's, to him now. No. But I, I don't mean it as like he's a he's something like an anchor. But I just uh, y- you uh, can't just move him uh, like, okay. if you wanted. To, if if you hired, if if Jonathan Gannon came in and was like, I don't want Kyler Murray, you can't really move him. So no. you have to get the most out. Listen,
1: of Listen, even though Kyler Murray has proven an awful lot already in this league that he's really really good because he's been voted to two Pro Bowls. Not because he's played in a Pro Bowl, because we all know about the Pro Bowl alternates. I'm talking about because he's been voted to two Pro Bowls right now. He's good. We know it. You can see it. His talent is right there. Does he have to prove something? You better believe he's got a lot to prove. And this is exactly what I'm hoping Kyler Murray is going to embrace. The fact he needs to prove a lot.
2: I I think that goes back to, that apprehension from Cardinals fans goes back to what we saw last year when Cliff and Steve Kime were given the five-year extension. Every time something went wrong, it felt like you were committed to five years of it going wrong. You know what I mean? And so with the Kyler Murray stuff, it's like, well, now he's hurt, and he's just coming off his worst year of his career, so... I I have to believe on some level behind the scenes they have some sort of contingency plan in place. He comes back from injury. He doesn't get better. Three years down the line, you're not locked into him forever. But right now, you're trying to build everything you can around him because that's that's the much more likely path to success. Let's go out to uh, Mike in Cave Creek. Mike, what's going on?
3: Oh, hey, guys. Uh, Thanks for taking some calls. Um, I think I have an interesting perspective. I'm I'm actually a season ticket holder for both the Eagles and the Cardinals. Mm. And uh, I've seen a lot of Jonathan Gatt in the last two years. And uh, there was a lot of excitement in Philadelphia when he was hired as defensive coordinator. Uh, Wasn't a big name, but had a great reputation as an up-and-coming young coach, etc., But what I saw the last two years was a defensive coach who was stuck in a philosophy of conservative zone defense uh, force offenses to take 12, 15 yard plays, nothing long, nothing over the top. And he never changed. Even when he had this high powered potent offense in Philadelphia, he was stuck in his philosophy And uh, you saw on Sunday, he played a team that their strength was to do exactly what he was letting them do, and he never changed. So I didn't see any innovation, I didn't see any creativity, and I just have concerns that he's just set in his ways, he's very data-analytical driven, and to be honest, I'm worried.
1: And that's thanks for the phone calls. I really do appreciate that. you know you're talking about the Eagles giving up chunk plays all over do you realize they were number one in total yards per game allowed Num- number one in total yards per play allowed, number one in passing yards per play allowed yeah, i I don't understand how how you're going to be number two in yards allowed in the National Football League, and you're giving up chunk plays all over the field. That doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, and I'm also interested in, you know... It, it's It's amazing, because, man. Because obviously Eagles fans are frustrated because they're coming off the loss to Patrick Mahomes where their defense got carved up. I don't think their defense really got carved up much the rest of the season. I know Aaron Rodgers had a good game against him. Again, that's a Hall of Fame quarterback. But, you know, the flip side to that is... Hassan Reddick, and we saw him firsthand here, he was not the player he was for Jonathan Gannon in Philadelphia here ever. Even his last year when he got a lot better, he wasn't this guy. And he wasn't that guy in his stop between here in Philadelphia either.
1: So for me, the special teams and the... um offense of the philadelphia eagles gave up 14 points in this game yeah
2: look this is this is the reality you have to deal with if you hire a first-year head coach people are going to have questions because there's nothing guaranteed he could be great he could not be there's no way to know until the games start
1: they're number number two in yards per game allowed and number one in yards per play allowed dude the only thing i am gonna say is this right now they weren't giving up chunk plays all over the place Huh? and have those kind of numbers. Being. <laughs> That's not
2: happening. But being a, an Eagles season ticket holder and a Cardinals season ticket holder. Like, Queen Creek's out there, but it's not It's not that far out there. It's not like...
1: Uh, no, if you want to say to he Philly. had special players on his roster, heck yeah, let's go talk about that all day long all
2: right we come back the cardinals have a head coach thanks to everybody who called in sorry we could not get to all of the calls but um we come back we're going to play some audio from jonathan gannon and kind of get to know the new guy that is going to be leading the cardinals
0: for the foreseeable future that's next it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader